Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. Thank you for joining us. First, I want to thank our sponsors, New Life Ventures and Mindful Labs, for making this show possible. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions, please email us at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We have an amazing show today. I have got my guest here who is a woman that has seen more than her share of abuse and trauma and personal life and grief and stress and anxiety and depression. That's just the first couple chapters of her book. Yet she is she has persevered and she's never given up. Her challenges were so great. You're going to just your mind is just going to, and your heart is just going to be so full today. There's so many ups and downs, but through it all, she learned to hold God's hand and her payoff was the healing and inner peace. And now she's helping so many others to deal with and overcome whatever they're going through. Her name is Heather Tuttle. She's the mother of nine amazing children. I think I know all of them, and 22 grandchildren. She has an inspiring story to tell us, and she is the author of her new book, and it is called With My Hand in His, and I'm going to hold this up for those that are seeing it, it's called With My Hand in His, and it has been such an eye-opening book. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask, please be sure and call in at 866 472 5791 again 8664725791 and we'll try to get to you. Now please welcome all the way from Hawaii. She is up very early to be on this show. <laughs> please welcome he- Heather Tuttle and welcome her to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome Heather. We're so happy to have Thank you here. You, Stephanie. Thank it's you. we were just talking about how beautiful it is over in Hawaii. It's beautiful here. I just want to start by saying thank you again for coming on the show. My introduction to Heather was a couple years ago, and it was so awesome because Heather, has, you'll, as you'll hear, has had some really crazy, crazy things. And her dad, Dave Cannon, called me, and I just, I want you to know I love Dave Cannon. And I think everybody that knows Dave loves Dave. And that is Heather's dad. And he called and we had the opportunity to have not only your son, Jonah, who we're going to be talking about, but I believe we had Heather Sage and we had Holland and we had Zach and we had Tom all in our clinic at different times. So your family has become very tender to my heart and they literally changed my life. Aww. Just being able to work with them and, and watch the literal miracles that were happening with them as they were in my clinic. So this is very tender, tender show for me. So I want you to thank you for that. So we want to get right in here. Heather, I'd like you to first tell them how to get hold of your book. You can okay. get it on our website, but I want you to tell them how to get hold of your book and how to, to com- make comments to you, if you would, please. Okay. So you can get a hold of my book. You can purchase it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, um, and you just search it through with my hand in his. Um, super easy. Um, it's kind of an expensive book. I didn't get to, I have to tell you, I didn't get to price what my book was, but it is kind of expensive, but it's, it's less expensive if you want to do the electronic version. Right. Um, 
the way that you can contact me is through an email with my hand in his at yahoo.com. Awesome. At yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. And I know Heather, um, tell a little bit about back your background because I, I mean, and you've, done all of this through all of these crazy tragedies and stories. I have to admit, when I was first reading this book, I thought it was all about Jonah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about him and his, <laughs> you know, I've talked about this, him and, and what he went through. And we'll talk a lot more about him in a few minutes. And starting to read this, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. We didn't even get to Jonah till halfway through the book with all right. the other things that you've gone through. So okay. let's just start out right now. Tell us what your degree's in because people need to know you got this in the midst of all of this other stuff going yeah. on. So I have a bachelor's and master's degree in social work. I got it from the University of Utah and I'm a licensed clinical social worker, which is just a long name for psychotherapists. So I do mental health therapy with um, with my clients. Um, my book was started out just to be written about Jonah. And as I was, um, you know, contemplating, is this done? Um, and, and when I say that I was asking heavenly father, because I am not an author and I never imagined I would write a book. Um, but I was prompted that I needed to include some other things. And so um, the reason being behind this is that I don't think I could have made it through Jonah's experience without having been built up um, beforehand. You know, Heavenly Father prepares us line upon line, precept upon precept, um, here a little and there a little. And, um, you know, I would have told you way back when, oh, there's no way I could go through that. And I'm so thankful that I didn't know ahead of time what was oh, yeah. coming. You know, you, you wouldn't have the courage. You, you have no idea who you are with God. And um, so these beginning stories are really only part, but the bigger pieces of the puzzle of who I am and why I went into Jonah's experience already knowing that I had a Heavenly Father who loved me and a Savior who had done the work that bridged the gap between my um, inability and the abilities I needed to have in order to not only help myself, help Jonah, but help my family, you know, manage this huge trauma in our lives. You know, so. I love what you just said. And, and as our listeners are out there listening, because some of us get at, with everything, especially going on right now, but some of us just get so overwhelmed going, how can I possibly take this on? And everything, as you said, is a step by step by step. And if we can mm-hmm. stop and go, okay, this is what I learned from this experience mm-hmm. and how can I help and what's going to, you know, I mean, we don't want to ask what's going to happen next, but no. something will, right? right? I mean, that's just life. And right. to, to be able to take our experiences and turn them to our positive. And like you said, just figure out what our relationship is with God, because yeah. that's, that's the most important thing. Because when you're sitting there with yourself trying to survive, mm-hmm. you have only have God to talk to. 
right? right. And to be there to help right. you with. So. Well, I, I mentioned, you know, there was a saying for years and years, I heard that God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. <laughs> and I am calling BS on that. Yeah. Because I am telling you, there are lots and lots of things that happen that we couldn't possibly handle or manage um, without his divine help. And whether you know it or not, he's helping. He is, yeah. he is the great uh, grower of individuals. So, yeah, it should say, it should say, God will not give you anything you can't handle without his help. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. They forgot the rest of that part. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So let's jump right in and start from the beginning of your book. And I know you and I talked about this because there's so much in yeah. this book. Yeah. And I just want to give a, an overview of kind of what helped you. <laughs> You're going to be blown away. But what helped you get to the point where you you were ready to help help with Jonah when he had his accident? I mean, uh-huh. just amazing. So I'm going to turn it over to you and quit talking because I want to hear what you have oh, to say. <laughs> okay. Well, I start my book out with, you know, my earliest experience with the Lord. And that was um, when I was about five years old, I experienced my first um, abuse. I was sexually abused um, by uh, the son of a babysitter that was babysitting me. And um, I actually ended up um, spending uh, quite a few years of my childhood being sexually molested. Um, not just by that first experience, but there were actually three total experiences. Well, that really took its toll on me um, as I, you know, went into my teenage years and, um, you know, I, I struggled constantly with, you know, I say being, you know, this daughter of God that I knew I was, but somehow also feeling filthy and defiled and, you know, unworthy, sort of. And um, I, in the midst of all of that, um, panic anxiety disorder manifested itself. And um, I, I rallied in and out of that um, through uh, the point where I got married. And um, uh, eventually, um, that led to anorexia. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had a very difficult time carrying a few of my pregnancies because I couldn't take in enough, you know, food to sustain those pregnancies. And um, there was a lot of time spent in despair, because mm-hmm. I so desperately wanted to be whole and healthy. And, you know, I didn't know how to get to that point. And I would have, if somebody had put a, a gun to my head and said, are you in control of this? I would have said, no, I, I can't control this anorexia. I can't control this anger and this frustration and so much more that was just eating me up. Well, eventually, um, through oh, so much hard work and prayer, um, fasting, um, I eventually, um, that was taken from me. The what I hadn't connected was the anger and the destructive feelings I had about myself Mm. had to be resolved in order to overcome the eating disorder and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And in a very miraculous way, 
um, it was taken from me literally in the blink of an eye. But it was God's timing. You know, mm -hmm. I had to do work to get to that point. But, but he eventually took it from me. And, you know, in just a moment, and I talk about that and how I was healed. Also, I was given... Heather, before you move on on that, yeah. can, I, can I make yeah. a comment on that? Because you, yeah. with your social worker and all the things that you do, don't you mm -hmm. find that that is very common? Because back in, in our day, when we were younger, it wasn't talked about. It was Never. not. And, and nobody knew how to handle it or, no. or what to even do with it, right? And right. so this is something that you had to carry. And, and I know you shared it with a few people, but nobody knew how to take care of this. And so I, no. for our listeners, I want them to know that there is hope out oh, there. yes. Well, and the belief system back then was don't talk about it and it'll go away. Right. And so, it, you know, even my own parents didn't really want to talk about it, you know. And, and in fact, they received, you know, counsel from their bishop. Don't talk about it and everything's going to be fine. Well, it kind of shamed me. Sure. You know, it made me feel like I was even dirtier by wanting to talk about it or whatever, but I learned soon to keep my mouth um, quiet. Um, but, but today it's so different. So it's different. So different. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, church clergy are taught, no, 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 you, you listen. Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing to know is that um, there is hope. There is healing. Um, we have, wonderful treatment models today to help overcome these things and that there's nothing to be ashamed about. Please exactly. come forward. That's huge. Please seek help. Um, you are not alone. And that is huge to know that is you huge. are not alone. Yeah. Oh, thank you so um, much. Cause there's a yeah. lot of listeners out there that either know somebody or have been victims oh, or yes. perpetrators and don't oh, know what sure. to do with it and they need yeah. help. And so there is yeah. hope. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. Okay. Whew. All right. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> so, so moving on, um, you know, we have experienced a lot of really interesting things. Um, I had uh, my oldest son was um, in the kitchen after school one day when he was about 10 years old and um, he was making himself a bowl of uh, top ramen soup. Who doesn't love top ramen, right? <laughs> and um, I, through that experience of uh, throwing the soup in the microwave, pulling it back out, um, one of my kids was also making some soup and um, accidentally poured it down Zachary's back, a hot, hot, right out of the microwave bowl of soup. And... I was standing in the kitchen, but I didn't see exactly what had happened. And all I remembered was that he was, you know, screaming and running to the end of the, the kitchen, holding his sweatshirt, you know, off of him. And I was like, what? What is going on? I mean, all I could see on the floor was noodles. And I, I didn't even see puddles of water. That's how hot it was. Um, but as it turns out, um, he ended up with third degree burns over his entire torso, um, his neck over the top of um, one shoulder, um, down into about midway into his rear end. And um, that was a very huge, I think that was the first time I realized 
that there was an injury or something that I couldn't kiss and make better. Like I couldn't mm. just take him in and put a Band-Aid on it. But that was a grueling um, few months. He ended up in the ICU burn unit um, out in San Bernardino County. And um, at that time of my life, I was in probably one of the worst points of, um, of panic anxiety for me. It was terrifying to even go inside the hospital. Um, but I had to be there for my son. Um, another learning opportunity, right? Another learning opportunity. You <laughs> just will do anything do for our kids, right? Oh, totally. Even if, yes. even if your body is just saying, do not go there. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, I couldn't stand in grocery store lines hardly. Um, we couldn't, you know, I, if we went to Disneyland with the kids, I usually sat outside the rides and waited for everybody to go on the ride. And I mean, it was just crazy. But, you know, I watched this little 10-year-old boy with such tremendous bravery. Um, he hardly made a peep, um, but they had to scrape him, mm. you know, a couple of times a day and redress his um, wounds. And they did that for about four days before they had to graft surgery, you know, do the grafts on his back wow. and torso. Heather, we're going to stop there just for a second. Yeah. We got to take our first, our yes. first break. It goes so fast. I said, it just goes too fast. We come back. I'd like to pick that up there. And I'd like you to tell the listeners what Zach's doing right now, if that's okay, okay with yeah. you, because I'm really proud of that. I'm like, I know him anyway. Okay. So we're, we're going to come right back. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Just stay tuned. You want to hear, you don't want to miss any part of this story. <laughs> it's just crazy. We need about four shows to do this whole book. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. 
Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We're so happy to have you. We have got Heather Tuttle with us. She is the author of this absolutely amazing book with my hand in his. Uh, Heather, I want you to just um, tell them again where they can find it for those that are just joining us because you guys will be blown away with reading this book. Okay, so you can get the book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, okay. Also through iBook. And they can, you, they can reach you at, with my hand in his, at yahoo.com. Correct. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to do that. So we're going to pick right back up on Zach. Okay. And when he was burned, he was 10 years old. And what uh-huh. happened at that point in time? So um, Zachary ended up being grafted. And um, that is an incredible surgery, let me tell you. Um, He ended up having to have his bandages, uh, not only were the grafts all stapled to his, you know, entire back and shoulders and neck, but his bandaging had to be stapled to him at his shoulders and across his rear end and everything. It was a very claustrophobic feeling for him. And that poor baby ended up inheriting my panic anxiety disorder. So you mm. can just imagine. And he couldn't really move. He had a you know fan blowing in his face. Um, anyway, ultimately, you know, they told me that he would probably be in the hospital for at least a month or more. Um, and as it turned out, miraculously enough, um, you know, Jonah or Zachary began to have what they called failure to thrive. He just wasn't Mm -hmm. doing well being in that hospital. And um, thankfully we had this beautiful, amazing nurse who said, you know what? We need to get him out of here. We need to get him home. And I think he'll start to do better. And sure enough, he did. He, he did, but he did suffer some pretty significant self-esteem issues as a result of that. He never went anywhere without two shirts on. Um, and I used to tell him, oh, no, the girls are going to love you, Zach, when they see those scars. It'll be a, you know, they'll just love Badge him. of honor. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Zachary has um, surely overcome, you know, this, this challenge that he had. And I also need to say, too, that he also suffered with brittle bone, osteogenesis imperfecta. And Amazing. he had broken bones constantly. Um, this kid was always in casts surgery, putting bones back together and so on. But let's go right from there to tell him what he's doing right now. Cause I'm okay. so proud to know him yes. and, and to, I'm just really proud of him. So tell us what he's doing right now. Okay. So right now he is, has just been deployed to Kuwait and he is going to be there for a year. Um, he uh, has made the great sacrifice of, you know, leaving his wife and five children behind yeah. um, to go and serve his country. He is um, not only a soldier, but he's a high school teacher. He teaches English, um, Spanish. And they love him. They okay. do. Oh, his students do love him and his coworkers love him. Um, he's also uh, worked as a sheriff for Washington County in uh, St. George area and uh, marshalling up in the Bryan Head area. Um, he's active in his community. He loves um, constantly going, you know. Yeah. Um, I think with Zach, again, we're talking about hope, hope mm-hmm. and healing, right? And, and yes. what your family went through 
the tragedy of his accident and what he would, and look what he's doing now. He is influencing so many lives and he is out there protecting our country and us. And I just, I just, I love, I love his teachings from his parents. There's a lot of that in there and God's hand. And he knows that he's doing what God wants him to do. So let's move on so we can get through the next, the next couple stories. <laughs> well, um, okay. Let's see. Where do I want to go? Um, I think one of the other very um, huge um, stories is the story of my daughter, Savannah. Yes. And um, Savannah was, a, you know, just a vivacious girl. She loved people. Uh, she loves people today. Yes. But um, she loved school. Learning was so important to her. Um, we moved into a new community and, um, she was 14 years old and, um, we were, we'd only lived there about nine months and she loved to go out and jog. And one evening, um, she asked if she could go run real quick around the block. Well, about a half a block from our home, um, a truck pulled up with three people in it and, um, uh, she didn't want to run in front of the truck, uh, so she ran behind the truck, crossed the street, and began to run up the street again. And she was aware that the truck had not moved from that stop sign, um, but she wasn't sure why. Anyway, the next thing she knew, she heard the doors slam, and then she could hear them coming up behind her. Um, she was grabbed from behind um, these people had rubber masks on their face, the rubber clown masks that cover your whole head. Right. And one grabbed her torso and the other grabbed her legs. And they began to carry her from the spot where she was um, back to their truck. They threw her in the back, uh, the bed of the truck and shut a lid down on top of her. Um, and then proceeded to get back in the car or the truck and drive away. Well, you can imagine how terrifying oh, geez. that would terrifying. have been. Um, she was totally terrified. And um, they also at that time tore the cartilage away from her rib cage and um, cracked some of her ribs. She also has brittle bone. Mm. Um, so they proceeded to drive around um that area, the Santa Clara area, with her locked in the back of this truck. She couldn't see. It was pitch black. It was getting dark because it was evening. Um, and she, her mind was going from, um, is this real? Um, am I going to, you know, be raped? Am I going to be killed? And then she would say, I've got to focus. I've got to pay attention to turns, you know, so that I can find my way home if I need to find my way home. Well, about 30 minutes after being in that truck and driving around, the truck stopped. And she could never really truly decipher words. She could hear them talking. But she had determined in her mind that she was going to jump from the truck and run if she could, if they just opened the lid. They did. They came around the side of the truck. The lid popped open and Savannah jumped and ran. Um, 
She had no idea where she was. It was um, a wide open spance. She could see that there was some building going on up ahead of her and there were some lights up ahead and she ran towards those lights. Anyway, that ended up being quite an ordeal for our family. Yeah, um, she was beat up pretty bad in the back of that truck. They were going all was, over the place, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. And what? Um, and then she had just barely gotten out of a, a cast on her foot. Um, she had. They had been trying to heal a bone in her foot for about a year. Wow. Um, and so you know, she was. She was not capable of running the distance she had. She had right. no idea how to get home. It was. Um, frightening. She didn't, she wanted to stay in the light, but she was afraid to stay in the light because she didn't know if she was going to be followed. Right. Um, as it turns out, the three boys that took her were from the high school. She was only in the junior high at the time. They were in the high school and they called it a prank that, you know, they were just pranking her. Um, however, those three boys ended up being adjudicated of, um, third degree felony kidnapping. Um, so and, can I stop right there at yeah. this moment really quickly? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people make decisions that they think are funny yeah. or they think are just a joke and they don't stop to think what trauma that's going to cause for the person that they're doing this to. Right. And and when I was reading that part, this is why I thought, you know, those, those boys, whether it was innocent or whether it wasn't, the decision that they made traumatized her life and not only her, but your entire family. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm just forwarding that again bringing God into this to play so much in this and how Savannah and your whole family have really just taken such a tragic situation and turned it to help so many people. You know, it's just, just reading through that. I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I don't want to make, I don't want to make light of it. I just want people to get the book and read it because mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference and we've got to get to the other stories, but mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm so proud of Savannah and everybody, your whole family. This this didn't just affect her. It's no. the entire family. So everybody had to have great learning opportunities yeah. from this. Yeah. It affected the community. Absolutely. So. Very mm -hmm. small, beautiful community, mm -hmm. you know, in southern Utah. And yeah, it 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 did a lot of a lot of stuff. So get the book, read that, read that information. Yes. Okay, let's move on because <laughs> there's so much I want to get to um, many points. Okay. I think um, I, there was, there's a story in here I talk about with um, when my baby, Brooklyn, was three months old. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it was a cold December morning. And um, we, it was early in the morning. And I was awoke out of a dead sleep to check the baby. And I thought, I don't want to check the baby. She's calm. It's quiet. Just let me sleep for a little while longer. It was just freezing cold in the house and, and everything was so calm. And I laid my head back down on the pillow and I was told again, check the baby. Well, it took three times of the spirit telling me to check the baby. And I finally reached over and laid my hand on her tummy in her bassinet and her stomach was sucked in. And I waited. I thought any second she's going to take a breath in, her tummy's going to fill, and everything's going to be great. But seconds ticked. And I really, truly don't know how long it was, but I finally realized there's nothing happening here. And so I flew out of bed, 
stood by her bassinet and I kept my hand on her tummy and still nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was so frightened. I grabbed her little arm and her arm was ice cold. And when I grabbed her arm by the arm, you don't usually pull your three month old baby out of the bassinet by her arm, but I was just terrified. And when I pulled her out of the bassinet, I heard her take this gasping air in and, and then nothing. I mean, she, Ah. she just continued to breathe and I held her close to me. She was just so cold. Um, where the blanket had been on her body, she was toasty, but her face and her hands and her arms were so cold. Anyway, I held her and I expected her to cry or something, brought her into bed with me, um, nursed her. She never made a, a peep, never made a noise. And I thought, oh, it's all in your head, Heather. This is crazy. But I could not rest. I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was determined that Come nine o'clock, I was calling that pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Well, I brought uh, Brooklyn in to the pediatrician's office, and the second I handed her to the nurse, I fell to pieces. And I said, This is a crazy story, but here's my story. Well, my pediatrician, thankfully, was such a beautiful soul. And she says, Oh, no, no, I'm going to put her in the hospital and we're going to mm. monitor her for 24 hours. Well, that night, um, through the night, she stopped breathing several times per minute. Oh. And because I had been so exhausted, there was even a time where the nurse was in there, um, you know, reviving her um, before, or before I even had woke up. Anyway, as it turned out, wow. you know, I would have lost her to SIDS if, mm. you know, I hadn't woke up and done what I did. Um, and she ended up wearing that little baby monitor, the little breathing heart monitor for Mm -hmm. the remainder of that first year of her life. And my kids got really good at the buzzer going and running over and, you know, checking her, monitoring her, shaking her and, you know, getting her back to breathing. Um, Anyway, that another miracle, you know. You know, that's that one when I was reading that story, I sat there and I thought, how many of us as parents, because I have six children of my own, how many of us do that? It's like, okay, just just you know, give me a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or we argue with the Lord, or it's like, wait, just a minute, that's not how I see it, you know, and it's like and and, and you we're not alone. Everybody does no, this. Everybody you know, does. and it's like, okay. And I think what I took from that was just trying to be really aware when we do get those promptings, do something. Exactly. Do it it now. And I know we get exhausted and our minds go crazy and everything, but it's like the Lord is with us. The spirit is with us. When you get that prompting, no matter what it is, just if you're getting a prompting to slow down your car, do it. If you're prompted to get up and go check something, do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is, so I love that you shared that because I mean, it had a beautiful ending, but that prompting was so, so, and it took three, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so sometimes we don't have three, but listen, listen to those promptings and Mm -hmm. make sure that they're going. So, oh my goodness, we're out of time for this segment too. But when we come back, I want you to, I mean, really seriously, you guys need to get this book because there are fires. There are, there are so many stories in here, other things with her children, but they've come through and persevered 
with God leading them and keeping God's, her hand in God's hand at all times. That's the only thing that's going to get us through all these trials that are coming now. And they've got us through these trials that are in the past. We have to know God and we have to know that he is there with us and to listen, Mm -hmm. to listen, to be aware, to get that confirmation that he is there. Don't, don't question it. Do it. Just if it's a, it's if it's a burning in your bosom and it's a positive thing, it's from God. Mm-hmm. So be aware of that. So we're going to go ahead and slip to our, our second break. Then we're going to come back and get into to Jonah's story. Again, you guys, you got to get this book. It's on Amazon with my hand in his, Heather Tuttle. I love you. Love your family. You don't mm-hmm. want to miss the rest of the story. So come back in just a few minutes. Thanks so much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are going to jump right into this because I have got the author, Heather Tuttle, here with us with her book, With My Hand in His. It is just an amazing book. You've only heard little bits and pieces of it, but we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of what I thought the book was about in the first place, and then there was all this other amazing stuff, and that is Jonah. Jonah has been such an influence in my life. I love this, love this young man, and as well as your whole family. Like I said before, we had the opportunity to have Zach, your son, in there, Heather Sage, Holland, Tom, and, of course, your dear dad. He was able to be in there with us, and I say with us in our hyperbaric clinic in St. George, and then Jonah. Jonah changed our lives. So I'm going to have you take just a minute and tell quickly, but you can't even tell the story quickly, but we're going to try. (laughs) Well, I think it's important to say that, um, you know, from the very beginning, there has been something about Jonah. Um, This, this accident that I speak about in here um, was not Jonah's first rodeo that, you know, he had 
uh, had a near drowning at 16 months. He was, uh, he got men spinal meningitis at three. Um, he was run over by a full-size Ford Bronco when he was about seven. At 10 years old, he caught on fire. His entire torso caught on fire. Um, and then that doesn't even talk about all the different broken bones he's had. <laughs> So, so there's so, Jonah in a nutshell. That's Jonah in a nutshell. We call him our nine lives kid. Yeah. Um, and he truly does have nine lives. But there's a special something that Jonah is to be doing here on this earth. Yeah. Um, so Jonah, uh, quickly, the way he got into this accident, um, he had been home a year and a month from his um, mission. And uh, he had been working a lot of hours and decided that he wanted to go spend some time with his friends. He grabbed his longboard, which is a, just a longer version of a skateboard. And they had gone to Snow Canyon State Park. And there's a, quite an incline uh, hill in the road in the middle of that canyon. And Jonah thought it would be epic to be able to ride his uh, skateboard down that hill and have his friends follow behind in a car filming it. Well, all was fabulous, except um, that hill was pretty steep. And he got to speeds of about 40 to 45 miles an hour. And he was only in a t-shirt and shorts. And no and helmet. No helmet. And as he got to the bottom, you know, he got the speed wobbles. And the only thing they all knew was that they saw him flying through the air. And when they got to the bottom of that hill... There was Jonah laying unconscious in the dirt, you know, to the side. There was, um, you know, road rash and that kind of stuff, but um, he wasn't responding or anything. That was when the very first miracle happened because there were, yeah. there happened to be some paramedics there hiking. And while none of the group's uh, cell phones worked, um, the paramedics that happened to be there had a satellite phone and mm -hmm. they were able to call for help. Well, Jonah ended up being life flighted to um, Dixie Regional Medical Center. And we found out later that um, uh, had they not just recently opened that neurosurgery area of the hospital, it was only two years old at the time. Um, that Jonah would not have made it had they had to fly to Vegas or to Salt Lake, which was the closest neurosurgical mm -hmm. areas. Another miracle. Another <laughs> miracle. Um, anyway, Jonah, um, the extent of his injuries were, he basically scrambled his brains. Um, his, they described it as jello hitting, you know, sitting on the backseat of your car and you're going 45 miles an hour and come to an abrupt stop. What's going to happen to that bowl of jello? And that's what happened to his brain and um, nerve endings and so on that are so vital to our function were sheared off. And it was explained to us that in order for Jonah to have any kind of hope of healing, every one of those nerve endings would have to reconnect to the part, to that exact part of that nerve ending um, again. And how would that happen, you know? But we were told, you know, just some gruesome, gruesome um, things about uh, the hope that the doctor even had for him to make it through 24 hours. 
um, they had to remove part of his prefrontal lobe. And then a week later, um, had to go back in and relieve pressure off his brain stem and, and take some more out of his cerebellar portion of his brain. I can't even imagine as you're as a mother, and this is what I love what you talk about. You just, I mean, you you really have to be in God's hands because you're you don't know what I mean. And you, oh. we're going to have to fast forward just because of the time. Yeah. But what I was so impressed was that you stayed with him for the most part. I mean, as you were talking mm-hmm. your book, how nurses are coming and going and doctors are coming and going, but you're there watching. And there was many many times that you had to say, "Wait, stop." that is not what is supposed to be done or you need to switch that. Or, you know, I mean, thank you to our medical professionals out there. We love you, yes. guys. but they're not there all the time like you were. Mm-hmm. And you had to really, it was really Jonah's care was really in your hands kind of almost. Mm-hmm. You know, and you had to be, and the spirit told you a lot of things too. Going, oh, yeah. totally advocating, you know, for him. And there's a standard protocol for, you know, brain injury and, you know, um, they were pretty insistent on, you know, we've got to keep things quiet, don't stimulate him, on and on and on. Well, you know, Jonah is an anomaly anyway. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, he, they all learned quite a bit from Jonah's story. Jonah right. comes from a huge family, and that's what makes Jonah thrive. And um, he actually would decline when we weren't around and that was that was not what the medical profession knew i would get a phone call saying you know um jonah is not responding to anybody or anything and then i would come and i would hold his hand and i would kiss his face and you know lay beside him and he would respond and um uh in his treatment model, um, uh, boy, there's a lot to tell. But, I know. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, he, there were tragedies that felt, I mean, things that I felt like were tragic in his care. Like our insurance just abruptly said, oop, he's done. You have no more days in this unit. And sorry, I don't know what you're going to do with him, but, um, but you've got to get, he can't stay here anymore. And, you know, I look back on that and think, you know, at the time I was, I was begging the Lord to, you know, keep him there because Jonah had some significant um, uh, issues that were holding his progress back. The biggest one being vertigo. Um, If they moved him even the slightest bit. He was vomiting and the world was spinning and it was a vicious cycle because that would cause his head to hurt just so horribly. And then that would make him vomit more. And Mm. I just, he wasn't being able to learn how to talk or walk or do anything. And our days in this vital neuro rehab were just being wasted, you know, because he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, Uh Just for time, Heather, I want to push forward a little bit. You guys got to read the book because every single day for how long was he, how long was he in his coma and how long was he in the hospital? He was in his deep coma for 28 days. Okay. And then slowly he, you know, came out of it. Um, I mean, he technically was still in a coma when we had to bring him home. Mm -hmm. Although it's not the coma that you all think. But, you know, on the scale of coma, and you and I are at an eight, and Jonah came home at about a six. 
Mm. And so, um, anyway, um, where do you want me to go? Where do you, what do you want? I, just for time, I want people to go read this. But what I would like to, when he came home, and, mm-hmm. and this was through miracles, even, oh. literally, there was miracle after miracle after miracle, yes. right? yes. When he came home, and I can't remember how long it was from when he got home to when he came into our clinic, but you and I were just talking about this in the break. When, when he started coming into our clinic, getting hyperbaric and light, he was still not able to even bend over to tie his shoes. He oh, yeah. So no, he sick. couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't. He always, that boy lived with pain 24-7. Yeah. And, and he it was just. And a, he couldn't get, he couldn't focus on school as much as he yeah, wanted to. Wasn't right. Coming. Right. There was a lot of, he was having a hard time to even walk from point A to point B yeah, yeah. without getting sick or falling over. Yeah. Well, I knew that he needed more. Right. I right. knew he needed more. Um, and even finding you, one day I was on Facebook and this story came across um, about a Dr. Harch. Mm-hmm. And My mentor. <laughs> yes. And I clicked on that and I uh, listened to the story of this mommy whose little girl had landed in a pool at age yeah. of three and how Dr. Harch had helped her. And I was like, oh, I've got to get my boy there. He needs yeah. this. He needs this. Well, it took me months of, you know, I, I called his neurosurgeons. I, I knew they had a hyperbaric at um, Dixie regional. Could we put him in there? Um, yeah. You know, how do I get him out to Dr. Harch? It was going to cost like $16,000 um, to get him out there. And, I was just in a panic. And one day this man walked into my husband's shop and he said, um, he said he had heard a radio ad for hyperbaric chambers in St. George. And I said, what? (laughs) You have them here? Anyway, he said, you know, I'll keep listening. And if I hear it again, I'll send you the information. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that he would even talk about that in a cabinet shop. Anyway, days later. Miracles. Yes, there was a message on my um, phone uh, with your information. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have high hopes, but I thought it, if I call and they say certain things, I'll know they know. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about the pressure and all that because pressure and right. things with his brain are just too much. Anyway, sure. it turns out that on that day, I talked to Stormy. Mm-hmm. And Stormy said exactly what I wanted to hear and right. what I knew, I knew she knew. Yeah, and she's a so, great office manager. She yes, yes. And um, I'm sure that was a really difficult conversation for her because I just bawled. Because what I had talked to, I can't even tell you how many treatment centers in California, Arizona, um, Utah, saying, Yes, I know you do that kind of treatment, but do you do hyperbaric? Because right. I think he needs hyperbaric. And none of them did. And then um, the other thing was trying to find insurance that would, you know, pay for it or a means to pay for it. Right. Um, anyway, uh, hyperbaric, um, when Jonah is in hyperbaric treatment, he is without the pain in his head. Yeah. Um, it helped him with his focus in school. Um, I mean, there are still, there's a still a ways for Jonah to go. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I know that we are being led. I know that we are being guided. Um, 
every step of the way. Um, sometimes we just yeah. have to be patient. Yeah. You know, That's the hardest thing, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> So I want to just go back to Jonah for just a second because he literally changed our lives. As we were talking in the in the break, your whole family did. I mean, to be able to watch this young man come in that could barely barely function, barely walk, barely – I mean, he was trying so hard. And then to when he got done with his treatments, I can't remember exactly how many he did, at least 40, but I think he might have done about, about 60 – he came in and he showed us his driver's license and he said he was getting A's in school now instead of D's and F's. And he'd come in and he goes, I just ran a mile. And I mean, Stormy and I are bawling. We are bawling. We are so inspired by him. And then the last probably 10 or 15 sessions, he would just come over and he'd get in the chamber and then he'd stay and he'd help us with other clients and he'd sit and talk to them and he'd give them hope. And, and it was just, it was such an inspiration for us. And I had him and your husband, Tom, on, on one of my other radio shows locally. And just, I remember I said, well, Jonah, kind of tell me what happened. And he looked at his dad. He goes, I don't remember. I was asleep. I mean, it was so, it was so his personality, you know, so Tom had to pick it up from there. And then he's like, oh, I can remember from here. And it was just so cute. And I just, I want, I want our listeners to know, read this book. You guys have got this inspiration is so wonderful. And I want you to really quickly, we're almost out of time. Tell us what Jonah's doing now, because this is so cute when he came into our office mm-hmm. to introduce us to somebody very special to him. So Jonah ended up meeting the love of his life uh, in May of 2019. 19, yeah. um, what a special girl Desi is. Um, I get emotional when I talk about her. Yeah. Um, you know, it had to be somebody special. She right. is a high school t- school teacher. She happened to speak Spanish also because she served a Spanish-speaking mission, just like Jonah. And so they had that in common. But she's uh, she's got a lot to shoulder, but she is the perfect one for Joe. And they ended up getting married this past March, March 2020. Um I always like to be careful and not, I don't want people to think there's happily ever after, like that all of a sudden, (laughs) you know, that, you know, he walked. So, oh, yay, everything's over. And, you know, there is still a a day to day. It's a a stepping stone, but they're important stepping stones. And they give us the courage to keep going and go on. But Jonah is, is fighting his way through school. Um, he's determined to become a school counselor. Um, he's determined to have a family. Um, and I truly believe as the blessing that he received in the very beginning of this um, accident said that he would be made perfectly whole and healthy once again. Oh, and you just um, gave me goosebumps. And I'm so sorry we're out of time. Yeah. I just got goosebumps all over my body because I just love him. I love your entire family. I love you, Heather. You're just such an inspiration. Get the book. If you want to reach out to Heather, it's with my hand in his at yahoo.com. And she is so wonderful to talk to. And she's got so much knowledge because she's been through so much. And just remember, 
Hold on to God's hand. He loves you. He's there for you. And Heather, thank you for bringing that to everybody. Again, don't forget to get the book. It is just absolutely fantastic with my hand in his. We are out of time. I wish we could go on for another two hours because there's so much more we need to talk Mm -hmm. about. But thank you. She's come all the way from Hawaii, got up really early to be on the show with me today. So thank you so very much. We love all of the Tuttle family and the Cannon family. You guys are wonderful. And again, have a great, happy, healthy day. Love somebody. Give somebody a big squeeze. Just do it. Who cares about it? that stuff just give them a big love and tell people you love them and remember god's with you all the time no matter what your circumstances are have a wonderful week we love you all thank you heather again i sure appreciate you thank you and have a great happy healthy day we hope you enjoyed this episode of the vitality health show Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 